You are listening to episode number 281 of the 360 Vegas podcast. Check out the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com or send us an email at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. You can support the show financially when you shop at Amazon. Simply go to the blog, click on the corresponding banner, and go about your shopping. It's that easy to give us money without giving us money. Also, get early and sometimes exclusive access to all things 360 Vegas with a $7 per month subscription to Patreon. That's patreon.com slash 360Vegas. Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a 24-hour-a-day schedule. The casino. Big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Barrage. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesar's Palace, is it? On a camel. They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. The strip is just the most amazing stretch of road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. It's a chilly 79 degrees here in Summerlin, Nevada. <laughs> you know, I, I didn't realize, I mean, I always suspected, but I didn't realize that we were born for like our temperatures were just acclimated from birth for the desert because it both <laughs> both of us it, it gets to the low 80s and we're like who's about time to break out some jeans it's chilly you i think we need a jacket we're going out to you should probably bring a jacket well <laughs> it's it, it's amazing because it's also a huge difference between so like during the day obviously it's warmer and it cools off a ton at night but when it's in the mid 70s and you're not in the sunshine it's freezing cold oh, yeah. if you're in the sun you're fine but if you're not in the sun and you're in the shade Oh, forget it. Mid-70s yeah. is, like, frozen. Yeah. Almost every revelation we have, we, we kind of have the same period to every sentence. We're like, it's living in the desert. Yeah, well, that's your period to every sentence, but yes. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Well, then, Karen, uh, guess who just had his first royal flush as a local in my local nice. casino? Nice. Thanks. Congratulations. That's right. <laughs> Suck it. How many credits were you playing? Uh, I was only playing two. I knew that was going to be the question. That's why he didn't post a picture of it, because he knew people would be like, I can't believe you were playing Max Bet. I proportionately won. Uh, you know what's funny? Yeah. I, being the mathematical nerd that I am, I thought about trying to figure out logistically how much I would have invested uh, if I was playing Max Bet to try and get something that, uh, this, the second time it's happened in my life, it only happens to some people maybe half a dozen times in their life. So statistically, how much money would I have lost trying to get this tiny advantage that you get if you make this max bet as opposed to the fiscally responsible and fun um, uh, <laughs> gaming that, uh, that I elect to do? And why people give a fuck how I spend my own money, I will never understand. I don't care that you bet max bet. I'm not impressed by it. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> you know it is funny though is um anytime and I, I i feel like i've learned this from you and and alistair is anytime that i do get up that i'll start going to like max bet because then i'm like well now i'm just spending house money and if i win that's awesome if i lose i'm losing more and getting credit for it so i'm all about that 
Yeah, and so congratulations on your second royal in your life, which you said like never happens, except apparently for Rob and Kathy's kids. I know, that's obnoxious, but awesome <laughs> at the same time. Go ahead and tell him. This is so crazy, Tony. Well, and I think Rob posted it on Twitter, but um, so Rob and Kathy were out with um, two of their sons and one of their son's girlfriend, and, and the girlfriend, it was her first time in Vegas ever. And about 40 hands in to playing video poker for the learning, first time. Learning, learning how, how to play, play it. She hits a royal at max bet. So she's like hooked. And then <laughs> right. and then their this son. the greatest thing ever. Yeah, their son a couple days later hit it as well. So, yeah, they, they had a good trip for royals and their family. <laughs> and in case that wasn't dripping with enough sarcasm, let me try one more time. Good for that. <laughs> Believe me, I know. Oh, that's, I know. That's awesome. Karen, how many royals have you had? Oh, fuck you, Tony. <laughs> so, partially, I asked that question because I wanted you that knew. reaction. You knew, yeah. yeah. Um, but secondly, I wasn't entirely convinced, but I vaguely remember, and I don't know if this was an in-person uh, diatribe we got to enjoy with Mark or if it was a podcast but he made mention that part of the reason why you can't really complain that you don't hit royal flushes is because you'll play like 12 hands and then you get bored and no, you want to move on to something else. That's not true. That's that's very it true. It is not true. She frequently starts messing around on her fucking phone or she won't even play properly. Like, just basic strategy for it. And then she's like, I'll play the way I want. Okay, then I don't want to ever fucking hear you complain when you don't so land So weren't it. you the person that just said, I don't know why you fucking people care how I decide to gamble. <laughs> right back at you. I, I was right back at you. I was referring to wagers. Uh-huh. I, I care right. if you if you play it properly, or at least if I have to listen to you bitch about things not working out the way you want them to. The only time I ever bitch about not getting royal is in jest. I don't seriously like. I don't feel like this is fucking bullshit. I want my fucking royal. <laughs> it, it's gamble. They call it gambling, not winning, for a reason. I see. I see you often in the corner arguing with the machine. You're a fucking dick. You're a fucking dick. Yes, exactly. That's what I do. <laughs> like she's descending into madness. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that what causes Karen to go crazy? I've often wondered when you just see people walking down the sidewalk and they're just walking <laughs> down the I I always assumed it was the person that upgraded from the you know from to, to a CD player and thought, well this they'll never go better than this this is it and now that no. joke didn't land can I try one more time? <laughs> Sorry, I the it was always the person that bought the eight-track player and then thought, okay, I'll buy the tape deck and I'll never be anything more than that. And then the CD comes out. Yeah, there you go. That was funnier. Um, that was funnier. <laughs> sorry, the dog was distracting us. We're yes. trying to keep him from being a complete and total asshole, which he's so good at these yeah. days. And our, our old trick of giving him a bone while we're recording doesn't work anymore because our hardwood floors make it sound like fucking construction equipment going on while we're recording, so... He gets uh, exceptionally wound up and starts getting into everything and being a fucking asshole. So like, we have to close all the fucking doors because, like, the last month, every time we're recording, he'll go in and fucking destroy something okay. because yeah. we're not, he's Paying not getting attention. the attention he wants or he's not getting a treat. So we're like, fuck you, dick. You're not getting into anything. Now, and so now he's roaming around and trying to get into shit. Like, boy, I will fucking end you. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of ends, POV, casino, done. I think it's nine podcasts and 20 videos all told. And um, if we stick with the once a month, uh, it'll be spring of 2020 before you get to see everything that I've worked on. Even if I die, I'm super, super psyched about this. So 
I was. I, you're I, the only one that's like, oh, if I die, this is still getting out. It's I'm not like, yeah, true. But you're that be is dead. not true. I know a lot of people who do something that they're very proud of, and they want to make sure that you know. I don't want to go as far as calling it a legacy or anything, but something that you're very proud of and want to make sure that nothing can stop this from getting out. You know, like you're that proud of it. Here, here's a way: don't fucking die. I can't control that. Yes, you can. No, I can't. Yes, you can. No, no. Yeah. I don't believe yeah, in God, you know nor do I think I'm one. It's a lot like when artists die. You know, Michael Jackson has music that could still come out. Prince has some music yeah. that could still come out. See? Mark has some videos that could still come out. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to make sure that was there. So I was very happy that that, that, uh, that happened. Good and, for you. And to celebrate, <laughs> I've created the first preview video of the, the videos that we've talked about so much. So if you want to go on YouTube, we'll have a link on the blog as well. I think we tweeted it out there as well. Um, you'll get a preview of um, what everybody else is enjoying. You mean all the Patreon subscribers are enjoying? Who earned it? Well, they paid for it. <laughs> I don't know if that's earning it or well, not. They, but they supported my creativity, and therefore I reward that. There you go. Next up, I'm going to record all of those vintage that started this entire thing. That started that when everybody kept asking, "Are you going to record them?" I'm like, "I'm just going to stick to writing." I'm just. Uh, it took me so long to get back on this writing groove. I just want to go with that, and then I veered off into POV and started and how, working on that. How many do you have written? I think there's twelve. I'm not 100 percent sure, but I think there's twelve. Um, but yeah, that's uh, before I start any other project. You're going to have to start releasing this stuff a little more frequently. I Otherwise, it's about never going to get out. Well, it, it will. All this stuff's pre-posted. That's what that's what but I was I know, getting to. But that you, what I mean is the vintage. So yeah, I get it's pre-posted. So if something happens and you croak, it will still get released yeah. eventually. What I'm saying is if that takes you through spring of 2020 and then you got 12 more of these, right. now you're like, you know, 2021 is not going to take you that long to record them. So eventually you're going to have this massive backlog. It's right. going to take like decades to get no, out. I've thought about that. I thought about that. And I, I'm going to, I mean, man behind the curtain now that Karen Pulled, pulled the, uh, pointed out that uh, that um, the great and powerful Oz is nothing but a sham. I don't know. I don't know. I was going for something. I thought Tony would dig you're, it. You're saying you're great and powerful. Is that what you're saying? Oh, I like you that. Are, I like that the angle. Great and powerful. Oz? I like that angle. <laughs> no, I I have been thinking about that, but I didn't. You know, I'm not going to commit to that yet. Uh, once I get through all of those and I get it all, you know, ready to go, and I start working on another project, I mean, it may become very apparent that. Holy shit! Like I'm doing another POV you know, or another casino-like POV. I mean, I'm gonna be doing plenty of POVs, but we've got lots of concepts. And the idea that I have this much of a back catalog, right? If I start to continue to see that, yeah, I have thought about going. I don't know. Maybe we'll start releasing them twice a week or twice, twice, twice a, week. a week, twice a month. <laughs> <sighs> but uh, yeah, I'm excited. Excited. Okay. Well, and the problem is I've gotten to see all of them. And they're outstanding. So I'm like, ha ha. <laughs> I'll just scroll back through my text messages with Mark and rewatch them when I, when I need a little, uh, you know, scratch that itch. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because I fight their urge. Like, oh my god, I want everyone to see them. Like, okay, but don't, don't, no, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> don't, don't, don't work this fucking hard and be like, going, everyone watch. And then I, 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 I wait and go you like, blow the load too fast. Yeah, I'm like, Whoa, what's going on? Right. There's, why aren't more people watching? Watch more. Watch more now. Watch more now. <laughs> Why haven't you rewatched it? Right? <laughs> there are there are twelve Patreon subscribers. There should be three thousand views of this. <laughs> <laughs> that is about the ratio that I would go to. Yeah, it, it pretty much is. Oh, I love it. All right. Well, listen. We should 
we start the show. He's Mark, she's Karen, I'm Tony, and always we start with Random Vegas. In the original King Tut exhibit at Luxor, the hieroglyphs were authentic replications, and King Tut's tomb is said to be exactly the way it was originally found by archaeologists. We got that from the book Super Casino. I can't recommend that book enough. That's one of the best casino books I've ever read. There's also um, a documentary video or something that we watched about it. Yeah, because I know ago. people. <laughs> yeah. It was something that got released. Uh, it was kind of a promotional video, like as the property was finishing. Right, as they're being getting ready to open it. And, yeah. and their grand opening. It's a, it's, a, it's a quality watch if you can get your hands on it. It's, it's funny. It is funny. <laughs> it's I totally, totally funny. agree. It's funny. You know, that is one of the things that I love about Vegas is when you're not taking it seriously, any of the. The propaganda video. What? That sounds wrong. Any of the the <laughs> advertisements uh, for what's going on are always fun. Like any time you see anything old, and like if you can get it within the last twenty years, oh, just grab some popcorn. You're gonna have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how cool! Next up, we've got the twit pick of the week. It may be another end of an era, or just a little d what the fucking. Either way. At Vital Vegas and at James in Las Vegas shared this week that Harrah's appears to be the next biggest property to de-theme. Truth be told, the Mardi Gras carnival theme has always felt a bit shoehorned into the space originally designed to be a riverboat when it opened in 1973. It wasn't renovated into its current incarnation until Harrah's bought the property in 1992. Renovations in recent years to the property's interior have already removed many of the other themed elements, most notably the hotel check-in area and Porkashore. While a de-theming is only speculated, what is clear is that post-Planet Hollywood marquee renovation, Harris is the next for an LED upgrade, and that includes replacing the north corner jester riding another jester bird thing. <laughs> yeah, so, so long, friend. You always creeped us out. You know, you know what I'm thrilled is gone? Do you remember in the pork and they had their um, revolving doors? They had a jester in there that would, yeah. I, I swear it would revolve with you. I fucking yeah. hated that thing. <laughs> because I always thought it was like a Cirque thing. And like, that fucker's going to move. I know he's going to fucking move. Right. Like, I'm going to walk by, and the yeah. second I stop watching his ass, he's going to fucking move. And it's like, it was almost like a creepy clown. Yeah. Uh, jesters in general are just creepy well, clowns. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Clowns don't necessarily creep me out, but but jesters for some reason do. Yeah, so. I agree. Really? They're a little too grinny. Not a big fan of it. <laughs> yeah. Too, what are you yeah, smiling just, at? I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> well, as always, we will link to the photo on our blog, featured on all of our social media outlets, such as Flickr, Pinterest, Facebook. Do you still want me to read that one? Google Plus. <laughs> I have honestly thought about dropping it, but I'm like, fuck it, I already got it. And all I do is post pictures to it anyways. And Twitter, as well as the enhanced version of the show, which Patreon subscribers should be seeing right now. Let's get into the news. All right, so even I'll concede I don't totally get this. There's a Total Rewards rebrand. In, hey, this is working, let's break it, news. <laughs> Vital Vegas is reporting that Caesars Entertainment is planning to rebrand the most recognizable players club in the industry from Total Rewards to Caesars Rewards in early 2019. 
This despite getting feedback from a 2017 customer survey that said consumers not only didn't want a name change, but that the proposed name change was confusing and insinuated the rewards program was no longer good at all Caesars Entertainment properties. Speculation points to the company's plan to expand the brand into non-gaming markets, two of which been have two of which been <laughs> two of which have been recently introduced in Dubai and Puerto Los Cabos, Mexico. However, the growth strategy includes the Flamingo, Cromwell, and Link brands, not just Caesars, making the name change even more confusing. It's unclear if this news signals a shift in that plan or just confirmation that currently leadership is severely lacking. Thanks to previous bankruptcy proceedings, we know the Total Rewards database is valued at roughly a billion dollars. The reason I know about that 2017 survey is because I was fucking part of it and saw the results. And they were pretty resoundingly like, no, this is a terrible idea. Yeah. I mean, it's, it seems like if they're going to the Caesars Rewards that they're just trying to put that Caesars name front and center. It's like they're forcing and that brand on you. Yeah. I mean, if it was just Caesars, like if every place was like uh, Caesars Palace here, I'd never fucking go. Oh, I, I agree with you. And if they were all Caesars Palace, that would make sense. But they're not. No, and they're that's not. one of the reasons why companies like MGM and Total Rewards can work because we don't like Caesars Palace, but we like a lot of the other properties that right. you have. Yep. So the fact that you're branding to this, and there's no need to, to brand to this, it just doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, think about it. Every other if rewards program. Else, Total Rewards makes me think, you know, it's all encompassing. You've got a lot of different things you can yeah. get for this right. versus Caesars Rewards makes it seem like, okay, well, you get it at Caesars and that's it. They have a new CEO and clearly has no fucking clue what he's doing. This is like, well, we got to spend money so I can... Uh, this This is what I did. Like, oh, that's brilliant. Well, yeah. And how expensive is it going to be to rebrand all this shit? I've argued that forever. Do you remember we were part of a survey when they tried to ask us if they wanted to... This is after Cromwell uh, opened. If they want... if What we thought if they rebranded Cromwell, Caesars Capri or some shit yeah. like that. Caesars Jesus, some, Something like that. And it was the same thing. People were like, no, that's fucking stupid. And I argue the same thing. They're doing the Caesars Forum things right. on the other side of the yeah. street for those those conventions. Which uh, isn't space. even Caesars Palace or the Forum Shops. Yeah. But it's going to be. Caesars yeah. Forum. Right. Yeah. It's so fucking stupid. I don't have a whole lot more to add, only insofar as if sort of have called it Caesars Total Rewards, then I could see that they're trying to pull in their actual name yeah. brand into the overall concept. And so you'll know that because you're a part of Caesars Entertainment, you're getting totally rewarded with all of your <laughs> options. You know, of all the places that you stay, these are the this is the totality of your rewards. But I, I don't I don't get it. I agree. I think absolutely people will be like, oh, wait, I can I can use my total reward or my excuse me, my. Caesars, what the fuck's it? Because Caesars Rewards <laughs> in Flamingo. Yeah. I can use my Caesars Rewards at Rio. Right. So. Well, then how confusing is it when, think about all of the Caesars properties have logos advertising it. So how can, fucking confusing is it that you go to Flamingo and on all these windows it says Caesars Rewards, like 
Wait a minute. I'm at seat. What? Yeah. Yeah, where am I? So I well, it's well. just. Although I, I do agree with you. If they, it was Caesar's Total Rewards, I would at least understand a little bit better what they're trying to do, but I still don't see the value in it. Like, who. Like, that name doesn't bring value to it. You're just trying to attach it onto it. Oh, yeah. They're just trying to put the, the name of their company front and center is all they're doing. They're forcing it down instead of saying, hey, we've got this commodity that people like and appreciate. So let's just stick with that. Yeah. Here, one last one last question, because it rolls into a comment. My comment is, since their stock is called Caesars, mm-hmm. am I correct in thinking, isn't it win? Isn't it the win red card? Yeah. Meaning, could I mean I could at least see them saying if they did again, Caesars total rewards. They're trying to get um, the corporation name right in front of them and with the win red card you've got the corporation name right in front of you the caesar total reward would make a whole lot more sense because then you're getting it right in front of you that would at least moderately have explained what their mindset was yeah there's so much more that i would understand if that's what they did caesar's total rewards i could i could under i may not like it but i'm like okay i get it i get what you're doing all right i think we've beat this dead horse into the ground Tell me about the Neonopolis karaoke update. While it's unclear if any actual progress has been made on the project since it was announced last November, Eater Vegas shared some new details about the karaoke bar planned for Neonopolis. It will be the first expansion outside of the city of New Orleans for the karaoke bar known as the Cat's Meow. It will take over the 10,000 square foot space located on the second floor of Neonopolis next to the Nerd Bowling Alley Arcade Bar thing and... Uh, it's going to live stream performances online. Oh, no. <laughs> it will also share an entrance with another karaoke bar called OD's, a 6,000-plus square foot space next door that apparently has something of a competition attached to it. As it said, only, quote, artists who have passed on, unquote, will make it to the soundtrack, whatever the hell what? that means. A projected opening date is still unknown. It's so weird. Like, how do you read news that you're like, oh, this is cool. What What are you, what? What are you doing? Wait, so so they're actually putting two karaoke bars in? Yeah, I don't get One it. right next to each other. Yeah. One of them is based on a, a club in New Orleans. Okay, I, I get that. But the other one's, okay. I don't get it. And the live streaming. Oh, God, no. If that if there was ever a reason that I would not do karaoke, that would be it. Yeah, it's to me the thing that I think we enjoyed at Vegas Vacation Seven doing karaoke is it was another level of getting together with your friends and doing shit you'd only do in Vegas, and only the people who are there get to see it, and nobody right. can prove it. Kind of like what we started doing on the on the on, on the it. bus. Like nobody <laughs> yeah. is allowed to stream anymore. Like on, if you want to take pictures, that's one thing you're capturing a moment, but you're not fucking video in this so there's blackmail and i mean whether that person's going to do it or somebody finds it and does it well it that to me is a it's about creating a comfortable safe space yeah yeah. because i mean we know people we've done stupid shit in vegas and you know you don't necessarily want it there for all posterity right the thought that karaoke would be live streamed and out there for everybody to see yeah no no never never going not doing it yeah nope yeah, which, I which is a bummer because it would be super fun being on Neonopolis as opposed to having to go to Ellis Island. Well, but I wonder if you can opt out. So 
is it one of those things where when you sign up to do karaoke because they they'd have to oh, that get that would be cool yeah they would a have waiver to get your, or something your permission but right. I wonder if that isn't like don't you have to get a waiver just to participate in karaoke no you might oh I thought you did oh. you just no like when we did at Alice Island you just walk up and give them a piece of paper with your name and the song title and there you go but no yeah. no no didn't didn't they have something about the rules like you wouldn't curse unless it was like in the song or something well there were some rules that they posted, but you didn't have to sign you anything didn't have to sign anything oh, okay. But that's what I mean. If they're if they're live streaming you, I wonder if they do have to get your permission or if you can opt out of it. Do you completely disagree with us, Tony? You're like, oh my god, I want to be streamed live. Well, you know, <laughs> it kind of reminds me of if you go to the Fremont Casino website, they've got a, a live stream, and it's the doors that look right out at the intersection there of yeah. Fremont Street and I don't know Las Vegas Boulevard. So my guess is it's probably just a live stream that just. There's a camera set up, and one by one, as people go through, but the there you are. But the difference is, if you're if you're walking through a door in a casino, it's slightly different than getting up and singing karaoke. Yeah, because you're highlighted for X amount of minutes. Whereas, you know, even if I'm doing something dumb and you catch it on the camera out there, I'm amidst many people. I mean, unless it's like 4 a.m. and then I'm like, well, that's my own fault. <laughs> <laughs> one other thought, by the way, before we move on, is. There's something interesting going on with this OD's karaoke, okay. because I think it's I think they're going for perhaps a slightly morbid play on words. I wonder if if it's artists who have passed on, like OD. Oh jeez. Oh my God, that could be super fun because if they fucking suck ass, that oh my God, think about that entire concept. Like somebody who's sounds like shit, like it, like it, it, just a, a complete goof. Like like kind of think about. Like you say, uh, the only thing you like about American Idol are the trials, because that's when they show all the people who suck. What right. if all the people who suck go over to ODs? Maybe. But I, I don't. I'm I'm intrigued. I, I, if listeners can shed some light on what exactly ODs means for artists who have passed on, will make the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. What if they have like a worst of? CD that they sell like the next day or something. <laughs> oh my god! You, I don't know if you could sell that. That seems, <laughs> but... cruel. That seems cruel. Right. All right. Something else that's cruel. Jimmy Kimmel's comedy club is coming to Link. Las Vegas native Jimmy Kimmel announced that he will be opening the Jimmy Kimmel Comedy Club in the Link Promenade next year. The two-story venue will be 8,000 square feet. It will be located across from Brooklyn Bowl, with capacity of 300, and is projected to open in the spring of 2019. Kimmel plans to leverage his late-night talk show to promote the venue as well as use it for remote filming. Citing that they've become an issue in comedy clubs, cell phones will be required to be pouched. (laughs) You know what? I I appreciate what they're trying to do with the whole pouching of cell phones. I don't like when I'm, you know, on on the floor and you're looking around things. Oh, my God. The last, yeah, I just remember the last time we, we had general admission tickets to a concert. Number one, I I'm not the tallest person, so if right. I'm behind somebody, but, but I'm but not going to give but when a you human. Have, yes. No, but when you have the entire audience have I, their arms yeah. stretched up over their fucking heads, holding their cell phones, recording, you can't see the fucking concert. I, I agree. I agree. I'm not going to give a human. I mean, it may annoy me, but if I'm not going to give a human shit if you're yeah. just taller than me. But yeah, when you're intentionally obstructing something, I right. could see if you didn't fucking do it. It's like, oh great, I'm so glad you can get a picture of this on your phone because now I can't fucking see. Right. So you get it for posterity, but I don't get to see it because I'm here. Right. You know what's funny? I've had the desire to spill my drink on people when they do like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I just assumed since you were sharing what you were doing with me, it's the only way I could do it, <laughs> that you wanted me to share what I was doing with you. 
But I was like, that ends in a fight, and then I go yeah. prison. <laughs> I, I like that. I like the concept, but uh, yeah. no. Probably not a good idea. But honestly, that pouching thing is a deal breaker for me because I'm not going to rely on your shitty warm-up entertainment that I've been force-fed for years to tolerate while I wait to see what I actually paid to see. I have a device that can amuse me while you're doing whatever the fuck you want to do. And then when you come up, when I actually, the person I paid to see comes to entertain me, then I'll pay attention. You got to win me over now. Here's the deal. I've been to one comedy show in Las Vegas. The wife and I went and we had comp tickets to go see um, the improv thing that they had for a while. And it wasn't actual improvisation, but it was like a night at the improv or what that was the right. name, I think. Yeah, the comedy um, store, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it Harris. We walked out uh, 15, 20 minutes into it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, my understanding is that the Brad Garrett thing is barely hanging on by a thread. I, I don't know that this is like the 1980s called. They want their concepts back. <laughs> this just isn't this isn't a thing anymore. This isn't working. Well, so I, I don't I don't I mean, I will give it this. The the shtick that they plan on coming out and leveraging it for, you know, talk show opportunities yeah. for remote f- uh, filming, that might why it hangs on longer than it otherwise would. Yeah. I don't I don't give a crap about this at all. I'm with you. That's the only thing I think this thing has any opportunity to last any amount of time is when you're having comedians perform on your show and they have to perform from Vegas or you're doing remote filming from Vegas. That's that's the only. So, but I think Tony brings up a good point about the relevancy of of comedy clubs. Because back in the day, like like you said in the 80s, I think that was where you found all of these these names and different comedy clubs and stuff and I I feel like now with especially like YouTube I don't know that you need to go to a club to see somebody perform and be funny I feel like if they're funny they, they do one show you get a clip you put it out and you get a gazillion hits and that's sort of how they're discovered so it, it's yeah I, I don't Gosh, I think we were still living in Columbus the last time we went to a comedy show. Comedy show, yeah. Um, I I agree with you. I think we and, and not not that that things have changed so much in the sense of how a comedy club works, but I think we are now better entertained. Like before, we're like, oh, I want to go laugh. I'm going to go to a comedy club. I can search for fucking funny things on my phone, and I'm going to be able to sort through the garbage in seconds as opposed to, you know, I don't know this guy coming up here who's going to try and amuse me for 20 minutes. And I'll be honest with you, if I'm not interested in you, I'm going to know it in about a minute or so. So why am I still sitting here? Yeah. Interesting. I didn't realize Jimmy Kimmel was a Las Vegas native. I didn't either until I saw the story. How about the future of craps? A collective sigh of meh is coming out of this year's G2E slot convention, as the industry has yet to show any significant progress in evolving slot play to attract those who find playing video games more entertaining than repeatedly hitting a button watching nothing happen. Oh my god, side story. <laughs> so, this is, I, I have to agree with where this is going, well, and I wrote it, so clearly I agree with it, but the thing, so we haven't been playing slots in a while because we got into, as with most people, you, you, it's, it's a gateway into other gaming. And as we got into video poker and then into craps and blackjack and you know, like all those things, that we find them more interesting. And, but we just thought that it was that, that we didn't, like, we, it's not that we stopped liking them. We just liked other things more. 
and they recently came out with a James Bond game, which I'm, I'm a big James Bond fan, and it was one of those, th those games I'm like, oh, I have to play this. Like, I've seen a bunch of other games, but I'm like, yeah, I don't really know if I want to play a slot. Like, yeah, we'll see if it's on, maybe, whatever. But the Bond thing, I couldn't pass up. Threw 20 bucks in it. Literally nothing. Yeah, happened. I don't know if, if mathematically it literally took my money as fast as you could have bet that money. But, it, like, literally, you're just smacking this button, like, going, what the, what the fuck? Why did nothing. I just give this money? Like, this isn't fun at all. And what I realized is we are very similar to the, to the, comedy, uh, the comedy club uh, concept that we just talked about, is that we're part of a generation. I don't want to say that we're like, you know, we came up with it, but we now are, are used to a world where I want something entertaining now, and if it's not entertaining, I'm going to move on to something that is. And one of the reasons why I loved the Hangover slot machine so much is it seemed like whether I was winning or losing, something was always happening. Like once a minute, something was happening. Little clips were playing. Yeah, little clips and, from yeah. the movie. Maybe it was a little baby tiny win. Like the game is obviously still winning. It's still going to take my money. But fucking entertain me. Like uh, you got to do something. Yeah, and there was literally nothing that happened. On no, this and I'm a huge Bond fan. All you, all you had to do is give me little things. I got nothing, man. I didn't get a fucking clip. I didn't get anything from the movie. I'm like, Jesus Christ, you have 25 fucking movies, man. Give me something. You got to give me something out of this. It, it's, it's awful. Anyway, so back to this. <laughs> so expect more of the same in 2019-themed slot offerings, including recent and iconic musical artists, game shows, movies, and TV shows. However, at Melts Vegas unveiled what is inevitably... The future of craps this week from G2E. We have a clip of the video that he shared. It's awesome. It's a digital LED playing field used to manage bets, craps bets. It, it, it's, a, it's a digital craps table for players to manage their bets around the table. And while this would eliminate physical chip play in favor of digital currency, it will still retain the most enjoyable part of the game for a player the actual throwing of the dice. This new style of table will allow casinos to employ as few as one employee to manage a craps game, as opposed to the five or six or however many more it takes. While I do understand those who will lament the lack of human interaction, I don't care about that. <laughs> so so well, for, as long as you're happy, so then for, it's okay. So for me, I, I, I will be bummed about the lack of... I, I, don't, I don't like losing playing with the chips. I love the chips. And if you have good dealers and craps, people tend to traditionally be of the more fun dealers that you get to deal with. That'll be a bummer. But from a fiscal concept that the casinos are trying to save money, especially on lower and, you know, if you're playing like 5 or $10 minimums, you know, employing less people makes more sense. And the fact that this game was smart enough to go, well, wait a minute, we have to let them throw the dice still. This thing, managing, I've never understood how they did it in the first place. Managing all those yeah. chips, yeah, it's fucking awesome how they do this. I think, I think it's fucking awesome. I'm sure there's a lot of people who are like, this is the death of craps. <laughs> Tony, what are your thoughts on, on digital craps? I, while I will give it a try, I think there is nothing cooler than when you've got a number maybe maybe eight is the point so you've got money on the pass line with odds you've got 
uh, money out on the heart eight and you roll the heart eight and all of a sudden, you know, just those chips just start getting, you know, shoveled in your direction. <laughs> right. I would, I would very much miss that aspect of it. Now, for some of the hardcore craps players who are often concerned about whether they're being paid properly on their bets and particularly how Ooh. complicated it can get when you've got odds on your come bets and things like that, you know, that takes that takes that human error off the table. <laughs> Pun intended. Um, <laughs> But I don't know, man. There's something about getting a nice, you know, particularly when you get the barber pole. So you've got, you know, a, a, a quarter and mm-hmm. a couple of nickels and a few dollar chips on there and they hand it over to you. That's just cool. So well, and I will absolutely give it a try. But the fun plus of... I like to see, you know, that row, that stack yes. of your chips just growing, you know, longer and longer as you make more money. Well, and think about when, when we cleared out the table at the D. And yeah. you had the dust rings around the chips that you could see, you know, once they were paying us out so much. Like, you're not going to have that anymore either. Yeah. Which, you know, I, I agree. I think from a, um, a payout standpoint for the hardcore gamblers that are concerned that they're not getting paid right. Yeah, I didn't think about that. That's I'm, really cool. I'm curious as to how, and I, I didn't watch the video, but I'd be interested to see how they know, you know, which players at which position and where your chips you have, are. You uh, little they, stations where you yeah, want this, this, this. Get that. But anyway, um. It, there, there is an aspect of the the fun of the game. I mean, granted, I like that you can still throw the dice. Yeah. Because I think if you know, the, you, I'm thinking of like little pop up craps table where you push a button and it goes. Yeah. I mean, that that. As soon as I awful. saw it, I hated it, and then I saw someone throw the dice. I'm like, oh, you can throw the dice still. Yeah. But uh, I, I I'm do with Tony, agree. I'll give it a try. Yeah, the chips, the chips. I completely agree is the biggest bummer of it because that is the fun part when you. Uh, and and in some perverse way, there is something mildly memorable about when they pull all the chips down. And I I thought that could be like a 2.0 version of it. Like, okay, people want to see more of it. Because if you watch the video, you'll see how fast the chips move. Yeah. And I think it would be more fun. Kind of like, you know, how you can control the speed of how, like, the cards are dealt to you in, in video poker and stuff like that that maybe that would be an enhancement for a future version but yeah there are certain parts of it that you couldn't you couldn't replicate the stacking of chips right. the, the large amounts of, of, of chips you could I mean you could do a fabricated large moving of chips but it is still di- digital right. when it comes down to it it'd be interesting next up let's move into the 360 first hand experience Started off with Planet Hollywood. As we alluded to earlier, they completed their renovations to the marquee signage showing that LED signage can be thoughtfully incorporated into existing signage and not just attached to it haphazardly. It looks, uh, you can say I'm exaggerating, I think it's beautiful. And I'm not the first person that said it. I've heard many people be like, have you seen the new Planet Hollywood signage? And here's what I love about it. If you didn't know they changed it, you wouldn't know they yeah, changed you it. Have known. You'd have no idea. It's crystal clear. It's, it's very sharp. They did a great job of just replacing it with LED signage. And it looks exactly like the old sign, except now it's LED instead. It's really cool. Huh. I absolutely love it. Nice. Next, Next up, Mark. Oh, I'm sorry. Does that work better? Oh, I, I wasn't really sure how we transitioned. I know. We still haven't. Yeah, we still haven't figured this out. <laughs> All right. Margaritaville's Casino Evolution into the bird at Flamingo. It appears to be complete, and the only real changes are the name, and there are fewer tables. How 
Okay, how did I miss that they were now calling that casino the bird? That is the dumbest oh, no, oh, no, fucking no, 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 they're not calling it the bird, but they had to replace the signage that was already up, right? So yeah. their, their replaced signage is now the bird. It's dumb. I agree, it's dumb. But, like, it isn't like, you're in the bird or anything like that. It's nothing like that. <laughs> I mean, I get a flamingo's a bird, and that's fine. That's the, that's what you came up with? <laughs> no, Scott was like, naming things is hard. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> yeah, they've replaced some of the gaming tables with uh, with beer pong tables. The, yeah. the I, I honestly think beer, beer pong tables is the new... Is the new foosball billiards tables where you can ensure that people are spending money to actually utilize them? So is that what it is? Because they don't make any gambling money off of them. Is but you're required. You got to buy a pitcher. The, the to pitch. do, yeah, it's got to be. It's got to be. I can't think of any other way. Every time I see one of those, I'm like, God, the frat boys are going to move in. Like I just hate <laughs> right. I, hate I did need to clarify. I said earlier uh, on Twitter as I was, somebody had asked me about uh, if if they had bar top gaming. At that, at that area, because they got like that little strip patio area. The bar inside of it does have bar top gaming. The bar that was formerly known as the Five O'clock Somewhere Bar. I misspokenly, or misspokenly, misspoke. I misspoke and said that it did not. It does. Oh, there you go. Yep. Next, we discussed the Link's new La Favorite Bistro French restaurant that's going to be coming to Link. Again, naming things is hard. All right. <laughs> It appears that that restaurant is going to be located in the space formerly home to the property Sportsbook, as black curtains have surrounded that space since the project was announced. And it makes sense when you consider they converted, well, they moved it up up front and they converted tag into their, their entire sports area. So, I also had the opportunity to practice some night shooting at Rio. And while there, I did check out the public spaces and despite reports that the place has gone to hell, I thought everything looked fine. I mean, full disclosure, I didn't check out any of the restaurants or the rooms, which I believe is the majority of site complaints, but I don't know. It, it looked like I remembered it. I, obviously, it's still minus the masquerade in the sky, so that alone eliminates it from me ever spending any time at. Inspired by a Twitter follower's question, as a fun side project, I investigated all of the pet relief areas at Caesars Entertainment properties, or at least oh most God, of them. I loved it. You know, it was funny. The, uh, he brought up the idea of, or, or he had asked a question, and I was like, you know what? I don't know where all of these are. I, like, I bumped into links by happenstance because now that I'm a local, I'm trying to get used to all of the spaces, so I'm intentionally parking at new parking garages, which is never an experience I've had before. You know, I never got rental cars when I got here. I always just, you know, taxied and Ubered around. So right. going to the parking garage is a new experience for me. So I came across it, and I'm like, oh, my God, that is interesting. And I love dogs, so this is kind of something I'm mildly interested in doing. While I understand it does sound weird, <laughs> I'm going to do it <laughs> yeah, anyway. <laughs> so our conclusion, my conclusion, I'm going to say our because it sounds weird when I say me. If you aren't a high roller at Caesars, Harris offers the best accommodations both in fenced-in space and convenience because it's right off the side of the property's Porter Shore. And if you're going from their hotel towers, it's a really simple walk to get in and out of there. It's not like you have to traipse through the whole fucking casino or in Planet Hollywood's case, the entire fucking mall uh, to get to, to the dog relief area. That, I mean, parking at Planet Hollywood is convenient. It's convenient and free, <sighs> but it's because you have to walk the entire length mall of the Miracle Mile shops to get to the casino. It's <laughs> yeah, crazy. Bally's is a quality second option but it, because their space is backed by the sports book and the food court area along Flingo, Flamingo Road. 
However, their space is not fenced in. It's pretty large, but it's not fenced in. The most misleading is Flamingo's large amounts of green space surrounding its outdoor habitat not available for pet relief. <laughs> no, you wouldn't want dogs no, shitting would, where the birds you are. Wouldn't, but I, I thought if you don't know any better, and that's how I intentionally Those looked birds. at this. I intentionally <laughs> didn't look to find out where this thing would be. So I was like, I'm just going to wander around and think as a pet owner, and I'm thinking my dog needs to go to the bathroom. Where would I start to go? And I tried to figure out how logically would somebody who doesn't want to interact or ask people figure this stuff out. And some were really simple to find, some were not. And uh, we'll, we'll get to Paris. By far is the worst pet relief area in the Caesars Entertainment portfolio. Not only in this fact that it's space, which is right, it's like the south side of Bally's Indigo Tower, is, is the tiniest that there is. There's literally signage 20 yards, 30 yards before you get to it that says... No pedestrians beyond this point. And I followed that rule as I was walking uh, uh, along this this area. I got to it and I was like, oh, fuck, all right. And and it makes sense because when you look at it, it you're clearly leading towards the, the parking garage. I'm like, okay, I get they don't want me walking around the parking garage. So I was like, okay. And I just start walking to the other green space that I'm aware of over by the Porker Shore. And I walk, and I walk, and I walk, and I walk entirely around all of Paris until I get right back to where I fucking started and found this goddamn thing there. So so just to be clear, so there's a sign that says no pedestrians, mm-hmm. but you have to go past that, sign past that sign to get to the pet relief area. Yep. That is correct, Karen. So you just got to fight all loose and hope he doesn't get run over. Right. right. I can't go, buddy, but the potty's right over but there. You go ahead. It's like, it's like when, you're, when your kid gets too old. So like if, if you're a mom and you've got the little boy and you can't, he gets too old to, to bring him into the ladies' room with you, you're like, honey, just, just go into the men's room. It'll yeah. be okay. I'll stand right out here by the door. And you and ask sure. some stranger like me, can you watch him? Like, ew, I don't know you. Well, I wasn't going to go that far. But, yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to piggyback on that. <laughs> Wait, how old is that? Because my mom took me into the women's bathroom until I was 16. <laughs> oh, so Finally, much. Finally, 21, so, she stopped wiping my ass. <laughs> so much gets explained. <laughs> Full disclosure, uh, I did not go to find Planet Hollywoods, but I do know that it is back by the Miracle Mile shops because I've seen people traipsing their dogs back there. And I didn't search out Caesars or Rio because I was too tired at that point having to walk all the way around Paris. And to be honest, I don't think I owe you anything. So, <laughs> But yet you went on this trek because a listener asked. Well, because it was interesting, but by the time I got tired, I was like, I don't know anybody anything. I've done enough. It was interesting for the first four. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and only the Caesars properties, apparently. None of the MGMs, is it, or is that a future trek? Uh, it, it'll probably be a future trek. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I was relatively tired, and that did take a whole lot out of me. And then at that point, I was so fucking pissed that I didn't, I didn't really want to do anymore. <laughs> But uh, as a rule, you will find the pet relief areas in Vegas towards the back of properties, usually back by the parking garages. What kind of condition were they in? Because I I, I've been Shitty. to some. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> I just I was, I'm curious if the pet owners are responsible pet owners. I did not up after see. Themselves, I, or? Didn't, I didn't see anything that, that shouldn't be there. Okay. Um, and, and it's funny. So I had run into a couple spaces over at Caesar's Palace that didn't have any signs that because most of the time like the one thing flamingo will do is while they have all that green space that you can't take your dog to it tells you don't 
fucking take your dog here. You don't do this. Caesars has spaces that is green that does not say that. And I was like, I'm pretty sure this isn't the dog relief area because in most cases, every time, actually in every case that I found the actual dog relief area, they always have the dog relief, you know, cleanup stand. A little, yeah, yeah. A little pooper okay. scoopers and stuff. And they didn't have that there, but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty certain they didn't have it. Now, Let- for the record, is are these relief stations only for animals? <laughs> <laughs> I, I do, be- I do believe it, they are called pet relief areas, so I think you have to fall within the definition of a pet. Which you don't know what sort of fetishes I'm into. I was going to say, I, I could see, I could see Jen treating him as a pet. Going, Come on, honey, <laughs> let's go. Well, especially when I beg her to put me on a leash, and never mind, I digress. <laughs> And the last thing that I want to discuss regarding FHU, we had a suggestion that I consider, you know, as I'm messing around with photography now that I'm in Vegas and just having, I mean, the entire idea of FHU was inspired from me having an excuse to go out and experience the city and and practice photography. The idea of using one of my picks or considering one of my picks for a potential twit pick of the week candidate or, or winner came up. And while I'm not against it I'm apprehensive because the idea behind Twit Pick of the Week is to celebrate picks that were shared on social media that inspired the monologue I've said it before it isn't necessarily the best picture that I've seen for the week it's whatever inspired a monologue and I I never know what's going to inspire it but here's the problem is that every picture I take for FHE inspires me otherwise I wouldn't have taken the picture in the first place so We'll put a pin in the idea for now so I can reflect on it a bit more, but right off the bat, you can see that the the problems with allowing something like that to happen, but I also understand that. I, I, I have also seen a few times that of, of the pictures that I take, even I can acknowledge when something's exceptional and beyond you know my current skill set. Well, and, and quite honestly, I think it's an awful idea to have your pictures in the running because obviously then the, the, the contest will be even more rigged than normal. Because <laughs> oh, for, whoa, for you, for oh, you to how enter... How the fuck did it get rigged in the first place? For you to, for you to enter a picture and then, oh, look, I won. Oh, look, I won again. Oh, look, I won again. That just that <laughs> just would not work. Once again, no one inspired me more than me. <laughs> <laughs> it could be a... a FHE pick of the week. Oh my god, you're brilliant. This is why you're so good. That idea hadn't occurred to me until you said, well, wait, could there be? And I'm like, uh oh, wait a minute. <laughs> I could potentially see that situation as as Tony loves to to draw the, the curtain back and, and share a lot of things with the listeners. So one of the things that I did this week that I've never done before is normally I just take all the pictures, I throw, up on, uh, I throw them up on Flickr, and then I just call it FHE and whatever the date was that I was out there, and then I'll just throw you a link to that, and you can check them out. Well, in this case, for some reason, today I thought it'd be fun to each one of these bullet points uh, of items I discussed, I just decided to attach a picture that kind of summarized what I was talking about. And I like that idea, I, I just thought was fun, and then you bringing that up, you know, it's, yeah, I, possibly, yes. That is possible. That was a long way to get to a yes, possibly. It really was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but sometimes the fun is getting to hear kind of like, you know, what's going on. Again, as he says, man behind the curtain, kind of thinking through the process. This is one of the coolest parts about being the, you know, a, a co-host on the podcast is 
we'll go back and forth like this. And sometimes we just like we feed off each other's yeah. crazy, actually. <laughs> yeah. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. And then from that, he's able to, you know, much like a large piece of marble, he can chisel some sort of beautiful sculpture out of the crazy oh, that we together, you know, created. This is why I need Tony. Because this is Karen's reaction to everything. Like I come up with, like I come up with POV casino, and I'm like, oh my god, babe, I'm gonna analyze the movie, and I'm gonna explain all these things, and she's like, oh god, and I'm like, maybe it's a dumb idea, and Tony's like, no, it's a great idea. You should totally do it. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I knew it was a great idea. <laughs> Which, in all fairness, I, I have to agree with you. I'm glad that you have Tony and and. Alistair and Matt and before me, but folks that you can bounce these ideas off of because, yeah, I, I know it's not right or fair, but I'm very rarely anywhere as excited <laughs> it, about true. an idea. It's true. If Karen were the sounding board for <laughs> the, the majority <laughs> of the things that that have happened with this show, this show would have ended a long time ago. Because yeah. I'd have been like, these ideas are all stupid and no one likes them. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm very, I'm very proud of you for what you, you know, you come up with and you do. And this is, I mean, again, we've met some of the most amazing people right. because of the show so I'm very grateful for it I just I don't have the same level of giddiness about well, this as you guys do it's it's why we needed to meet all those people to get you to have any interest <laughs> in actually moving to true. Vegas because yeah. what I love about this city you don't really care about you know and the things that you love about the city you don't care I about. don't really care about <laughs> like one of the great things about living here now is all the people that you know we've gotten to meet want to go out and have like check out happy hour with this place or take you know go to this fine dining place with Karen and they're like oh Mark can come too I'm like no Mark doesn't want to come that's it you guys have a great right, great exactly. time <laughs> I will not attend, and that will be a great time for me. <laughs> so, Everybody wins. Right? So she's always going out having to, like, I can't thank you enough for this. I'm like, I it can't thank like you enough. there's been a lot of them lately. I'm like, yeah. I can't thank you enough for going so I don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. It's a win-win for everyone. <laughs> I like that Alistair is so over you know, Vegas, and he's like, yeah, I'll, I'll go to Surla table with you. Sure. I'll, I'll, go. <laughs> I'll fly from London to Las Vegas to fucking cook. Oh, that's great. Hey, well, so, whoa, whoa, whoa. So part of what you're, you're missing there is he's cooking with me. Yeah. Okay. That's part of the draw and the attraction is me, Tony. Tread lightly, sir. <laughs> Tread lightly. <laughs> I mean, sure. You guys <laughs> Wait, this is fun. I'm with you, Tony. Hey, we, we I, had I a blast. No, I, sincerely, I kid a lot. I, I would legitimately come to town and do a uh, Surla table with you. I, I I think that would be, particularly if they're doing something as outstanding as the is the food that you guys made. That, oh my gosh. In, in the pictures, they just looked outstanding. Yeah. So I have not, I haven't had awesome. anything bad there yet. And I'm, <laughs> I'm doing another one this week. I have another friend that's coming into town from, um, my friend Lisa from Columbus is, is coming in and we're doing um, a Spanish table class. So we're I'm going to make our own paella. And you know what's funny so. is is people who follow Karen on social media have asked her, like, going, did you just recently become a foodie with yeah, all the I, pictures you share? You I had a friend that, that was in town this week, <laughs> and I've known him, I don't know, 20 years. Yeah. And he, so I met him up for dinner uh, at Heritage. You know, God bless him. He picked a great restaurant. <laughs> um, but he uh, he's like, okay, 
have you just recently become a foodie or have you always been and I just didn't know that? He's like, all of your posts on Facebook and, and Twitter have been like all these food shots and cooking. He's like, when did this start? I'm like, well, it's, it's always been there. Just, you know, one, now, you I have, have, now I have time. Yeah, one, you have time. <laughs> Two, you have Vegas to be able to do all these yeah, things. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, come on. It's the perfect storm of awesome. Yeah, it's, it's for you. For you. It's been pretty, pretty awesome. <laughs> kind of liking it. All right. Why don't we move into prop bets? For those of you unfamiliar, prop bets is an extension of the news, but with just bits and pieces of noteworthy items. First up, Eater Vegas is reporting the plans are to repurpose Ferguson's Motel on Fremont East, currently home to the Burning Man Big Rig Jib Sculpture. That is Shouldn't that be Jig? Big oh, it is. Jig. Yeah, Jig. Yeah. It's it's a it, it's Spell, a ter- it's terrible name. Yeah. yeah. Big Rig Jig. There we go. Into two Chef Daniel Cromer restaurants opening in the beginning of 2019. One will be a Mexican restaurant named La Monja with a fish market feel, and the other is a Japanese robotic style named Hatsumi. I'm happy that they're doing something with this. I mean, I, that sculpture is cool. It's a terrible name, but that sculpture is cool. And I know they had talked about turning it into something. I'm just glad they're they're doing something. With yeah, it. anything. I, I, do you know this guy? Have you heard of him? Um, no. No. It's so funny. The majority of the time when I reference a chef, I'm like, I don't know this name, so I'm just going to throw it out there and assume that you do. You frequently <laughs> disappoint me. <laughs> but again, I've said before, the only difference between someone who has the name chef in front of them and someone who isn't is that they elected to put chef in front of them because it takes almost no effort to become that's a chef. That's not true. There's, or there's a culinary the- degree that you can get to be a chef and there's, it, yeah, no, it's but whatever. I, I hear what you're saying. No, and in, in all fairness... Community college doesn't go. The- <laughs> <laughs> I mock this because how many fucking food stations are there that they're like, oh, chef, what do you think about this? Well, I don't know, chef. What are you Like, doctors don't talk to each other like this. Why the fuck are you talking to each other like this? You're not as important as you think you are. You are not. I get you just kicked heroin and you found this as, as a life-saving <laughs> job. I, I don't care. You found salvation through food. Good for you. Good for you. Karen is not amused. Are, are you done? Are you done? Almost. It depends on what you say. Nothing. Not a goddamn thing. I'm moving on to the next one. No, no, come on. Give us more content, Karen. <laughs> we can rip like this for hours. <laughs> exactly. Please. <laughs> no, the, what I was honestly going to say... Yeah. Is yeah, I don't recognize this name, mm-hmm. but there's very few chefs that you know by both a first and last name. Right. And usually that's because they started with a TV show and then you figure it out. I mean, I might like if I saw a picture of this guy, I might go, oh yeah, I've seen him before and whatever. But uh, yeah, just from the name, I'm like, mm. you think it's part of your now foodie access that you'll start to know chefs' names that you didn't, or is that just not in your wheelhouse? You know, you never say never, but I just I don't know that. I think it's not that really the part that you no, celebrate. It isn't. I mean, there's there's obviously a few chefs that I I geek out over. Like I am bird dogging Morimoto's restaurant because <laughs> I will I will go eat there when he's there at some point. So he actually cooks for me. And mm. if so, like I, there are certain chefs like that that if I ever had a chance to, you know, I will fangirl and geek out over absolutely. But in general, I mean, good food is good food. It's food you're interested in. You don't really give a shit who's cooking it as long as it's good. Not usually. Just as long as it's good. And it's a lot of times if it's something unique that I've never had before. I mean, and granted, there's certain chefs that you know, um, like Jose Andreas, 
you know you're going to get good food at one of his yeah. restaurants. Yeah. Wolfgang Puck, you'll get good food. Bobby Flay, ah, I'm kind of on the fence. I find that guy entertaining, but I haven't been overly impressed with his restaurants. So, but it's it's more. You know, there's a name that kind of lets you know, yes, you're going to get it. But in general, if it's good food, it's good food. I really could care less what the pedigree is behind it if you're good, you know, if you make something tasty. It makes sense. Well, particularly when you go to uh, Morimoto or you go to um, Bobby Flay's restaurant, only a moron thinks that Bobby Flay's going to be back there in the kitchen cooking up your food. Right. You're not getting him. But if you can go in and the food is legitimately good yeah and i'll be honest with you here the wife and i have gone to mesa at caesar's palace before we've granted we were only there one time we were very unimpressed by it yeah so you know that was so for you to say that you've not been terribly impressed with bobby Clay's restaurants um is telling to me <laughs> we went to old what's his name over at um tropicana at the at, during vegas vacation six robert irvine and had an outstanding, yeah. yeah robert irvine's place had an outstanding meal yeah yeah, I, I I just like I said, the name might draw you in, but if the food isn't good, the food isn't good. I think that's that's why I, I had a suspicion that that's what you would say because um, you always know that when you're in there, like yeah, maybe this guy's restaurant, but I don't know the guy oh, cooking back yeah. there, but he's just good. So well, am menus, I really gonna try and learn all of these fucking guys' names? No. Like yeah, it's the, the menus will be so if if somebody like Bobby Flay has his name attached to a restaurant. He will have helped design the menu. Right, but he's not, yeah, he's, but he's not, not cooking it. Yeah, yeah, on a day-to-day basis. Right. That, you know, they come up with a recipe and they, yeah. they say, okay, here's, let's hire some good chefs that know how to execute the way we want them to, and that's what they do. So, right. all right, beat that one to, to death. A judicial panel ruled that MGM could not centralize lawsuits filed by the victims of the 2017 Harvest Festival. Yep, stating. They was, that, were- was that really the name of it? I thought it was the um, 50, the... Um, that's another root- name for it. 52. That's another name for oh, okay. it. Yeah. I didn't realize it was Harris Festival. Stating that they were unable to make convincing arguments that the company could face thousands of lawsuits as a result. Currently, there are only a handful of related lawsuits pending in Las Vegas and L.A. I need your help on this one, Tony. Now, I, I thought MGM sued 2,000-plus people so that they could try and fall under the federal anti-terrorist protection. Is this something different? Um, no, no, it's not. What's interesting to me is, and I'm kind of surprised that a judicial panel didn't allow this. This is very much the same reason why you will see class action lawsuits, because there are so many victims out there that you don't want to have to go case by case right. by case going around and trying to resolve these cases. The so it's so money. much easier to roll all the victims into one large lawsuit. Now, slight political comment, but not that far off, is to say that the only people that ever really do well in a, in a class action lawsuit are the attorneys, because yeah, they yeah. get a third of whatever that you know, yeah. subsequent resolution is. And then all of those hundreds or thousands of victims have to split then the remaining two thirds. And that's why your blockbuster you know, class action check comes back and you get $11.14. Right, right. Um, I don't know. So, so then the fact that MGM is turning around and, and, and trying to, you know, roll all of these names from these miscellaneous lawsuits into one that they're suing against surely makes a whole lot more sense that the judge would have said, okay, if we have this one lawsuit over here where MGM is, is, is naming the victims as defendants so that they can obtain the federal protection that's been provided to them, 
why not then go ahead and logically also roll those victims into their own one lawsuit as plaintiffs against MGM? Mm -hmm. I, you know, I, I my listen. At the end of the day, the the judge gets to make that you know sort of crazy ruling, and it wouldn't necessarily surprise me. MGM might appeal this to the um, Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals and and try to get a, a second bite at that apple. Well, and what I what I find is interesting is at least what the note mark has there is that um, they were unable to make convincing arguments that they could face thousands. So if there's only a few handful out there now, what will be interesting is if they start getting hundreds or thousands of lawsuits. Can they go back? I mean, obviously, as Tony Tony knows better, they can go in and appeal that ruling now, but. If down the road that happens, would they did, did they almost go too early with this, I guess is what I'm saying. So did they make this motion to try to get out ahead of it? And because they did that, they went too fast. And that's why it wasn't thought, in their favor. I thought that I wondered if if a lot of people didn't file suits who were like, well, hold on, hold on. Let's not waste time and energy if they're going to make us just, you know, do this as class class action style. So, yeah, I wonder. But I, I just don't understand logically. I mean, like Tony said, the judge gets to make whatever decisions that he feels are, are right. But I just don't see how logically why you wouldn't think maybe not thousands, but clearly there are dozens. And do we really want to tie up any court with that many cases basically covering the same thing? Like, let's just roll this up and get it taken care of. I mean, it's it's either wrong or it's well, I guess that's not right. You can't say wrong or right, but it's 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 either Guilty or in it or not guilty, and that's what it is. It's just that simple. So why are we going to make you make that decision a dozen times? Well, part of it is is it depends on the person who's filing the lawsuit and what the basis of it is. I'll just say this to play yeah. devil's advocate. I don't disagree with you, but if it's somebody that's at the concert facility, they may have a very different claim on it than an employee of the hotel or somebody yeah. that was staying in the hotel that either was on lockdown or yeah, felt they were mistreated like you could, or what you, you could know bucket them you could bucket them employees over here people who attended over here people who don't like the Vegas strong thing and and find that they're emotionally Stop. scarred by it Stop. <laughs> <laughs> but in a very real sense look at already we have lawsuits pending in both las vegas as well as la right. so now we've got two different state jurisdictions that that you're going to have to deal with and and no doubt there were probably a fair number of victims that were from arizona yep. and utah and then you get and then you know those one-offs where you might have somebody from you know michigan and indiana and new york and virginia right. things like that right. it's vegas it, they come it, from it, everywhere and this was a festival so i'm sure yeah. they made a trip to come here yeah Right. It's it. I, I think I think we'll just kind of have to wait and see how this plays out. Yep. Yeah, I don't think this is the end of the story. Is, is kind of the point. No, I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping they only have interesting things coming up. But I sincerely doubt it because we've been listening to this bullshit for well over a year. So, and I've had to filter it out. So you're all welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal's Big Chicken Restaurant across the street from Hard Rock is expected to open October 23rd. The complete menu is available now online. I, you know, I can't decide if this is brilliant marketing to create a TV show around this or if this restaurant is nothing more than the set of a TV show. I have no interest in going to try <laughs> well, I, I was I wasn't saying I was going to eat there. <laughs> no, of course not. I, I so don't care about this. I actually would like to move on to the next one. It's a good idea. <laughs> Cosmopolitan's newest restaurant, Red Plate, announced that they will open this coming Monday, October 15th, in the space formerly home to DOCGs on the resort's third level. Red Place will feature Cantonese cuisine, 
Did you guys ever eat at DOCG's while it was um, still a thing? No, nope. wasn't that a fusion thing? So I'm like, eh. Oh, is that what that one I'm was? I'm uncomfortable. Wasn't Mexican and Chinese fusion? No, that's no, no, still that's there. still there. That's still Maybe there. I'm wrong. Maybe DOCG's was something I, else. I don't know. Um, I think I, uh, there were so many restaurants both at Cosmo and then other places that I wanted to uh, to try that this one wasn't ever on my radar. So hadn't been there. Many of you have probably already experienced what may be the return to civility in Las Vegas this week when Cosmopolitan sent out rim deals that included waiving the resort fees. Huh. Yeah. Let's see. In the wake of what is being referred to as the biggest event to date in UFC history, after submitting in the fourth round, losing fighter Khabib Nurkamurk left the <laughs> ring at t- I don't give a that, shit. That's actually exactly how we pronounce right? it. Exactly. <laughs> People mispronounce it all the time. <laughs> left, uh, he left the ring at T-Mobile Arena and went into the crowd ring sign to start a fight with one of the opponent's coaches. Nurkamurk's $2 million purse has been withheld pending the results of an investigation. Both fighters have been suspended by the Nevada Athletic Commission for at least 10 days. All right, so... This was the guy that was fighting McGregor? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, this, that to me is fucking dumb. How often do these guys fight that a 10-day suspension would fucking mean anything at all? Like, don't these guys fight at, at the earliest once a month? I, I have no That's idea. That's fucking dumb. Criminal charges related to the incident have not been filed as of yet, or at least not reported. Confirming that it was a slow news week, the RJ announced that Zappos CEO, Tony Shea, the man who is responsible for revitalizing downtown Las Vegas and specifically Fremont East, has changed the name of the investment company used to initiate the transformation from the downtown project to DTP Companies. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. The VP for DTP <laughs> said they've outgrown the project label as they work to continue growing the area. But they still have project in the name. Yeah, I GCP. just don't understand why people invest money in doing things like that. I just don't get it. <sighs> well, this wasn't like a, this isn't like total rewards going to Caesar's No, no, rewards. I agree. But this is just changing the name of a company. But doesn't that cost money, even if it isn't much? Well, like, why bother? Like, is there anybody going, oh, come on, it's not like it's a project anymore. But like, right, just pump the brakes. You're investing a shit ton of money in this area, and it's working. No one gives a fuck if it says project in there. I don't know. And it's not It's not like... I, I go with the, the beginning of it that says it was a slow news week, because I, I don't know why anybody would care about this. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll tell you what. I will throw out a conspiracy theory. Okay. <laughs> It's been a while, and by a while, I mean probably four years or so now, maybe three years. I remember there being a time when, in, in particular, it was, it was Ted Newkirk who would send me some of these articles, but uh, Tony Shea was getting shit on a lot by people in the general community saying that they didn't really like what downtown was becoming because he was, you know, he was gentrifying it. He was bringing in, um, you know, youth and by youth, I mean, folks that were in their, you know, 20 to 26 age range, which was then kind of fueling the first Fridays, which theoretically was also then fueling drunken debauchery and and fighting on Fremont street to which everyone went, well, 
It was there uh, so before. Instead of it being homeless guys that are drunk and fighting each other, it's <laughs> right. frat boys. I, I mean, there's there's a part of me that just wonders if maybe the the change, the name change, is merely a la when Kentucky Fried Chicken went from, well, Kentucky Fried Chicken to KFC. They wanted to change the image because they didn't like the word fried, fried. Right. in their name. Right. When, if you ask me, I think they should have taken the word chicken out of their <laughs> It would have been more truth in advertising, yeah. <laughs> so just food for thought. There you go. Interesting. Yep. I guess that'll do it for news and prop bets. Let's check the river. All right. So it looks like we've got a trip report from Steve-O. That is correct. Here it is. Hello, Mark, Tony, Karen. It's Steve-O again, another trip report. We went uh, early September to Vegas, had a fantastic time. We stayed at the Mirage. Day one, uh, we ate dinner at Joe's. Oh, by the way, I'm here with my wife, Nicole. Hi. Hello. I already like Steve-O better. I already like him better. <laughs> uh, not that I didn't like him before, but... I was going to say, <laughs> being... Be, uh, all right, this is going to sound wrong. I don't mean that you're a piece of shit, Steve-O, but being a piece of shit as myself... <laughs> There's something very humanizing, or at least that people can empathize with, when they find the the gentler side. That they're like, "Oh, you have to deal with this forever." Wow. <laughs> I don't know. I like happy couples. Well, let's, so let's, let's rephrase that. Yeah, let's I mean, rephrase it that way. It, it just. It's so I was just trying so to go like, with a joke, but yeah, you had to bring it down. Piece of shit. It was like, yikes. <laughs> I mean, it's one thing, I know Steve-O knows what I'm talking about. It's one thing for I know you to he, talk to Tony and I that way, but to talk to Steve-O, I mean, come on. I was going for a joke. You're you're the one making this awkward. Now I feel awkward. It's <laughs> 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 more. Uh, so day one, we ate dinner at uh, Joe's. What was the name of it? Seafood, crab, prime steak. Prime steak, stone crab. Anyways, it was really good. <laughs> it was it was really good. More of a fine dining Memorable. service in there. Reasonable price. <laughs> See, that's what happens when you make a name too goddamn complex. Like, food was amazing. Where was it? No, I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, it's, there was steak and stuff the, in the it. The funny thing is, is I know the restaurant. That I know exactly about. what it's, you're talking it's about. It's actually based in um, Florida, I think, originally. So it's, it's in it's, Caesars. It's right off the, the forum. Yeah, but yeah. it's it's a... I don't want to say it's a chain. It's not like the only, it's not a standalone restaurant. There's, right. They have, yeah, they have. I think it's called Joe's Stone Crab, but yeah. Something like that, yeah. yeah. It's located in uh, Caesar's Palace. Definitely recommend making reservations as we did. The calamari was fantastic. The uh, uh, lobster bisque was okay. And a very nice presentation, but pretty much just okay. <laughs> the Genes potatoes. That is hilarious. That is forever going to, to be in the zeitgeist of 360 Vegas podcast. People talk about it all the time. Karen losing her fucking shit over such a throwaway comment. <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and the funny thing is, today. I don't I think don't I ever told anybody. I cut out like a good four minutes of that. Like you heard two, three <laughs> minutes of her freaking out. I cut out like four. At one point, I'm like, I'm not reading all the prop bets for the rest of this fucking episode. I'm like, you're going to get your shit together. And we're gonna do it. it still took her forever to do it. <laughs> so, sometimes it just, the wrong thing strikes me as funny. And I just, and it seems to be happening more and more recently. So I don't know what that says about me, but yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Steve-O. <laughs> There's more. 
And then uh, we had the uh, sea bass for dinner as well. Chile and sea bass. Chile and sea bass. It was absolutely <laughs> fantastic. Um, from there, we went over and seen Absinthe. We've seen a lot of shows in Vegas before, but this was our first time seeing Absinthe. Uh, absolutely fantastic. The comedy is very inappropriate. Yeah. <laughs> say the least. <laughs> um, visually, it's... You know, it's funny. Here's what I love about Steve-O. I have a feeling he and I would really get along because Steve-O, I, I've noticed, uh, has his, um, his, what's the word? His transition word is fantastic. Like, he says it a lot. Mm -hmm. And it is, I, I don't I don't necessarily think that it's a crutch. I think it's, and not that this is a bad thing, but I think it's, he's like me in Vegas. Like He loves it all. Yeah, just, I'm so happy that I'm here. Like, everything is fantastic. This is fit. like, you're like, like ah, it looked pretty. It was fine. But man, it was so great to be here. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I, I identify with this man. <laughs> I don't really think it's inappropriate at all. They didn't really show much. Uh, as people have said on the Facebook groups, um, if you don't want to be part of the show, then don't sit up front. They did uh, call some people up on stage. Uh, a couple guys got to do a lap dance for one of the audience members. And in return, she got to grab their balls. So <laughs> pretty cool to watch. Um, so that was pretty much it for day one because we went kind of hard during the earlier part of the day. So after the show, we were pretty tired. We stumbled around a little bit, uh, ate a late night snack at the pantry, and then went to bed at the Mirage. Nice. It's day one. We've got more, but you're not getting it all today. You're not getting it all. Oh, nice. Leave right, right, right. them wanting more. Way yeah. to tease it out. Right. Way to tease it out. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to hear the rest. Yeah. I intentionally don't don't listen to them, so that way I get to experience them with you guys. So I'm excited too. Aw. <laughs> uh, cool. All right. That's cool. Just for the record, how many days was he out there? Do you know offhand? Do you remember? Three. Three. Okay, so we're gonna get this what over the next two, two more podcasts. Yeah, maybe maybe uh, I'll play the next two on the next episode. Maybe it'll be two episodes. I don't know. I'll decide as as we go. I'm I'm a little well. I'm teased. Yeah, yeah. We'll find. You know what? We'll all find out next week. <laughs> so I guess it's gonna do it then for episode number two hundred eighty-one. Thank you all for listening and downloading. We really do appreciate it. If you'd like to check out any of the stories on today's show, you can do so on the blog, which is 360vegaspodcast.com. You can get premium and exclusive content when you subscribe to our show on patreon.com slash 360vegas. I'm like, wait, where are we at? Easy for, <laughs> for you to say. <laughs> you can support the show by purchasing things from our affiliates, such as amazon.com, earth limos, or you can just make a PayPal donation. Of course, you can buy merchandise from our store, which is Zazzle.com slash 360Vegas, or you can help others find the show by reviewing us on iTunes. If you'd like to be a cool kid like Steve-O and Nicole, you can send us uh, feedback written or audio through 360VegasPodcast at gmail.com. And if you aren't sure how to record audio with your smartphone and email it to the show, we do have instructions on how you can do that as well on the blog's main page. Tony, where can folks find you? I am at 360 Vegas Tony. Karen, where can they see your culinary adventures? <laughs> and sorry if folks get bored with it, but I'm at Karen Mark. You just told you where you can find me, so until next time. Hey!